Namaste. We had uh, read a prayer of March 21st yesterday, but uh, today uh, let us read, go back three, four days in time. Uh, this is a prayer which we have read earlier in one of the talks, but it's a prayer which is so very relevant for uh, today's times and what we are, what we means humanity is going through. And uh, we see in it the direct remedy that the Divine Mother is proposing. So there is a human remedy, of course. Human remedy moves with the mind and the analytical mind and it looks into matter, it looks into various things. And as uh, we know, it has its own place. Uh, this is a world based on uh, physical matter and therefore physical knowledge has its own meaning. It may not apply to the gods. They don't need this knowledge, but... Uh, for human beings, physical knowledge, knowledge of matter, knowledge of body processes, it all has its own relevance. But there is a higher science. As long as we understand that this knowledge is not everything, there is a deeper truth, there is a higher science, there is another way to live, a different way to be, then it opens the door to a new approach towards life, its challenges, its difficulties, its problems, its issues and even illnesses. So this prayer directly reveals to us what we should do or rather what should be our state and what should be our inner action when we are confronted with a physical difficulty, say an illness. This is a prayer dated March 17th, 1914. Mother is still on board the ship that is taking her to Shiorabindu. As soon as physical conditions are a little difficult and there results from them some unease. See these words are very interesting. Dis-ease, unease. So where does ease come from? It comes actually from the psychic being. She reveals that much later that this is the source of real ease. But when there is a disturbance in it, then there is a disease, disharmony or imbalance or unease. Sometimes simply because we are in a difficult physical condition. The way we are traveling, some situation, we are in surroundings which are not very pleasant. So it can lead to unease in the body. If we know how to surrender completely before thy will. Holding cheap life or death, health or illness, our integral being enters immediately into harmony with thy law of love and life. So, up till now, in the course of evolution, our body acts under the laws of the body, physical world. Then as it evolves, now with evolved human beings, with human beings with a developed mind, developed intelligence, the body can to an extent be brought under the influence of the mind. It's in fact one of the crucial steps necessary in this yoga for the supramental transformation. That even those activities which we call as automatic should be brought under the influence of the mind. Then later on they have to be supramentalized. But initially as a phase. So... Uh, this is how the mind operates but the, and the laws of the mind. Now laws of the mind are also uh, laws of ignorance. So if you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, that will happen. They are nothing but a whole field of ignorance because the mind doesn't really know. It studies a few things, gathers some data, uh, declares something. Then later on it refutes what it has known. A simple 
in today's context the example i mean people are talking about a particular drug whether it's helpful whether it's harmful until date it's there is no consensus though physicians use it and some are helped some are not so this is how the mental sciences operate but there is its knowledge is always shadowed with doubt but when we make the uh, real surrender with the true attitude and this surrender she says uh, true surrender means not a surrender with this idea i am surrendering to you please see to it that i get well soon no that's not surrender that's a demand we can pray like that there is nothing wrong in praying but surrender is where i completely abandon myself in your hands whether you choose for me life or death health or illness it's up to you and in that case whether we recover or we pass away either way it is the best possible condition not that one would pass away the divine always protects unless for some reason the psychic being may decide that's a different part altogether so this state of surrender when we do then the divine law begins to operate upon us people may ask why doesn't it directly operate well because if it operates very directly we have not tuned ourselves its pressure will crush us it's a it's like asking that there is a you know uh, supposing somebody told that a very intense sunlight is going to cure us of all illnesses all right try that sunlight well we are not ready we if, if that sunlight is increased to a certain intensity our body will get scorched so what to speak of the divine power that's why you know when children they go they develop sometimes in children there is jaundice so they have to be exposed to ultraviolet light light of the sun literally so that in olden times even babies were asked that you you put into the sunlight for some time now this sunlight is curative actually sunlight is curative for many things but can we bear it that's the important part so this is ordinary sunlight physical sunlight now if the divine power were to act and the body is not receptive it resists then it's likely to break down that's why the divine himself has to moderate his power to a large extent before he acts but if we have prepared our body very consciously Uh, supposing we do regular exercise physical culture physical culture is meant to open the body to the divine uh, and f- by physical culture it doesn't mean that we have to do some very high tech gymnastics in a proper um, guided method no all that is required let's say we walk we walk half an hour a day but during that walk we try to open our body to the divine mother when we are doing work so many physical works we are doing all the time we have this aspiration that may this body open to your influence to your force to your working to your grace your light so slowly the body becomes receptive and open to the divine influence now this by the very act of surrender suddenly we put it under that divine law and what is the divine law it is the law of love and life it gives life and it gives love the two healing agents life itself you see in any illness we see that an illness depletes the life energy and it's um, you know people begin to feel very weak inside as if there is no energy because something is depleting the life energy uh, similarly love love is a great healer um, i mean lot of um, there are scientists even oncosurgeons who speak about it that love which can create miracles and lot of illness can be connected to love and why because love uh, brings joy into the system and it's joy which makes uh, this whole machinery run in a beautiful way it brings the will to live whereas the opposite depression uh, lack of joy it begins to starve the cells of the needed nourishments and the white blood cells uh, the immune system it begins to get depressed and where does this joy come from 
one from life there is a joy which is there in life and it comes from love so the divine law is a law of love and life our integral being enters immediately into harmony with thy law of love and life and all physical indisposition ceases to give place to a well being calm deep and peaceful now i have seen there is a tendency in people to then go and get the reports done and see whether they are improving or not now there is a difference there may be a problem with the reports but as far as we are concerned the indicator is calm sense of peace sense of well being the sense of energy which is returning reports are one aspect and we all know that reports are not absolute you know uh, doctors are not supposed to treat report they are supposed to treat a patient in the totality but uh, the sense of health begins to declare itself by the sense of well being inside health begins to declare itself by the sense of calm and a calm which is deep and peaceful when we know that yes the recovery process has started it may, it will take some time for the parameters to come back to normal but that's a different aspect once centrally things are corrected then everything else will follow this is the first sutra to surrender completely to the divine will without caring for whatever the result may be then she gives a second sutra i have noticed that if we enter into an activity which requires a great physical endurance what fatigues the most is the anticipation in advance of all the difficulties to which we shall be exposed so this anticipation that what may happen maybe this may happen see lot of energy we have wasted in fear in anxieties whereas well we have to conserve this energy if the energy is already depleted then actually when the enemy comes we have no strength to fight you know there is a very nice uh, uh, little episode a story in ramayana which the mother recounts very beautifully and it's a very profound story Uh, the story is that when ravana and rama confront each other on the battlefield so ravana is constantly bragging about his capacities his prowess and all this then rama after hearing a soliloquy for quite some time he says ravana would you like to waste your energy in this or would you actually like to fight now this ability to conserve energy shobindu speaks about it as the power the strength of stillness so she says how do we waste energy not just in activity not in physical activity but anticipating oh we are going to climb the hill so we start thinking oh it is going to be very difficult we are going to get tired how much is the height etc etc so we should not do that because it's a waste of energy and when we anticipate it we actually are programming ourselves in that direction so what we should do she says it is much wiser at every moment to look only at the difficulty of the present minute so when we are let's say not well so look at the immediate thing not what may happen after two days four days five days when we are climbing look at the immediate issue at hand if i am getting tired just take a little rest and then start so this is the way we should approach difficulty of the present minute this makes the effort easier because it is always proportionate to the sum of force the resistance we command so we are given always that much amount of energy which is in proportion to the difficulty mother goes on to say atom by atom weight by weight 
But then why we are not able to overcome? Because we make the difficulty much bigger than it is by anticipating. So we are actually making it plump and fat by all our anticipations and fear and make it seemingly into a much bigger giant than it actually is. So she is reminding us, always we are given the strength to resist a problem, a difficulty, provided we focus on the problem of the moment. And then she reminds us, the body is a marvelous instrument. After all, if you really look at it, our body has evolved through, not millenniums, lakhs of years. Nature has evolved it. In, and it has gone through, because we inherit that knowledge in some way within ourselves. Our body has evolved in jungles, forests, face all the challenges, virus, bacteria, dangerous animals, uh, poisonous bites, elemental energies, tornadoes, hurricanes, all this it has faced. And every time nature has done something within it to help us. Sri speaks of the body as a mysteries workshop, an occult mysteries workshop. Uh, that is our body. The Upanishad speaks of the gods residing within the body. In each part of our body, there is a godhead which resides. That's how we have these uh, so many gods. Because each of the function is uh, performed by one god-like energy. God or an aspect of the divine power or energy. Uh, Shurabinda even goes on to say, Almighty powers are shut in nature cells. So body is a marvelous instrument and the mother would say it's a docile instrument. But why it doesn't function? Because we have given it to the wrong master. And the wrong master is the mind and the vital. Vital is a very bad master. It makes the body do whatever it feels like doing. Whereas the mind, with all its dogmas, this way, that way. Uh, so mind has a false illusion of knowledge and vital has a false illusion of power and they both put our body on a kind of, uh, not just overdrive, but driving in all kinds of directions, they confuse the body and therefore it loses it. So she says, the body is a marvelous instrument. It is our mind that does not know how to use it. And instead of promoting its suppleness, its plasticity, puts into it a certain fixity arising from preconceived ideas and unfavorable suggestions. Preconceived ideas about food, about sleep and many things which uh, while it is good to form a habit, that also she says, but it should be supple enough so that we don't get bound even to our own ideas about it. And the second thing, by unfavorable suggestions. Unfavorable suggestion is if one has a little, um, you know, scratch, oh, it is going to turn into tetanus. If we have a little cough, oh, it is, we start anticipating the most uh, uh, deadly diseases. If we have a little chest pain, oh, I am having a heart attack. This is not to say that we should be careless about things. Yes, we should do what we have to do, but the body has wonderful reserves. Uh, I know the story of a man, uh, it's a real story. Uh, he was driving and he's um, army person. He had a chest pain and he knew that it's a heart attack. So he called up his wife and simply said, I'm going to the hospital. He didn't say what he's doing and why he's going. And with that pain, he drove about 16 kilometers all the way in Delhi to the army hospital, walked to the um, uh, acute ward and I mean the emergency and said that I am having a heart attack, would you take an ECG? And yes, it was a florid heart attack, but he drove all the way, keeping his calm, maybe taking some deep breaths because sometimes in life we may be caught up in a situation like that. So if we 
the body will listen if we know how to stay quiet and how to use its energy in the right way but if the unfavorable suggestions start coming if all the way he was afraid oh i am going to die what if i collapse on the way what if the steering swerve what if i have an accident then surely things may not have turned out to be um, so lucky so the unfavorable suggestions we have to keep away then the third thing she is revealing to us the third sutra or the fourth one the supreme science but the supreme science is using the word science so there is a process in it we may not understand the process but as mother would say even miracles have a process there is nothing like an absolute miracle i mean it doesn't it's not like magic that out of nothing something comes out magic is an illusion so there is nothing there it gives us a feeling that there is something but miracle is a process only we don't know the process we don't see the process so we call it a miracle it's like when a person switches on the light and the light bulb comes up uh, for a child it's a miracle uh, or a doctor gives a medicine and we suddenly feel instantaneous relief patients do come and tell sometime that aapne chamatkar kar diya but there is no miracle in it actually there is a process the doctor understand the patient does not and because he has faith well the miracle takes place even more faster because faith itself is a force and part of the process so she says but this supreme science o lord is to be united with thee to confide in thee to live in thee to be thou and then there is nothing that is impossible to the man manifesting thy omnipotence so this is the condition it's not like you know i have some kind of belief and things will happen it's not about you know forcibly a religious uh, belief where people gather together and say oh nothing will happen to us while we are leading a most degenerate life with full of ego and it's she not talking of that she's talking of a genuine abandonment to the lord and for that we don't have to break a rule we don't have to prove a point we don't have to gather inside a temple or a mosque to say that look i have so much of faith in god that is stupidity uh, not only stupidity it is uh, it is an egoistic thing but it is something which is within us we may be anywhere it doesn't matter we may be in a train we may be in any situation like this man who was caught up in a traffic driving a car uh, so we could be anywhere faith is something which we carry all the time it it is not that if i uh, go to a temple and pray before a deity or if i go to a mosque and do five times prayer then only my god will take cognizance of my faith i mean he cares to hoots actually about what we do outwardly i don't do he sees that little thing inside so we must know the distinction so what is this supreme science to treat the divine as a confidant to confide in thee he is everywhere all the time because we carry the source within us to be united with thee not to have this dualistic thing that he is found only in one place if he is like that he won't be god or maybe he'll be god of a religions not the divine to live in thee to dwell constant how to live in the divine by dwelling in our thoughts and feelings and will in the divine that means the will wants to serve the divine the heart wants to love the divine thoughts want to think of the divine to be thou and then there is nothing that is impossible to the man manifesting thy omnipotence so this is the condition if we do that then it's the supreme science we can walk freely on any way because it is her way you know shobindo in the mother third chapter third letter he says so beautifully that even a little of her grace will take us through much difficulty uh we can walk on any way because it is her way she is the one who will carry us but this is the condition lord 
my aspiration rises towards thee like a silent canticle a mute adoration and thy divine love illumines my heart so she is not praying now that oh heal me make me all right she is simply turning to the divine with a mute adoration oh divine master i salute thee so we read this again march 17th 1914 as soon as physical conditions are a little difficult and there results from them some unease if we know how to surrender completely before thy will holding cheap life or death health or illness our integral being enters immediately into harmony with thy law of love and life and all physical indisposition ceases to give place to a well-being calm deep and peaceful i have noticed that if we enter into an activity which requires a great physical endurance what fatigues the most is the anticipation in advance of all the difficulties to which we shall be exposed it is much wiser at every moment to look only at the difficulty of the present minute this makes the effort easier because it is always proportionate to the sum of force the resistance we command the body is a marvelous instrument it is our mind that does not know how to use it and instead of promoting its suppleness its plasticity puts into it a certain fixity arising from preconceived ideas and unfavorable suggestions but the supreme science o lord is to be united with thee to confide in thee to live in thee to be thou and then there is nothing that is impossible to the man manifesting thy omnipotence lord my aspiration rises towards thee like a silent canticle a mute adoration and thy divine love illumines my heart O divine master I salute thee Namaste